we're fully transitioning now to become more of a scientific podcast. So if you're a sports fan, apologies, but we're going to be talking strictly, strictly science. Here's what you're not talking about with radium, all right? And 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 cesium gets all of the hype, but but end of the day, tungsten is really what will will drive variability in in this vast and complicated uh, ecosystem. <laughs> yeah, you hear, you hear a lot about gold and platinum being so valuable. Yo, fuck that, dude. It's all about tungsten. Welcome to Footy Fellas, coming at you from Chicago and Minnesota, the state's highest in AirPods per year, APE. We're going to be talking soccer, we're going to be talking life, playing games, playing mind games, we got a little something for you. We also recently created our Instagram page on which we're featuring a wide range of great content, so throw us a follow at Footy Fellas Pod, F-O-O-T-Y Fellas Pod. I want to thank everyone that did follow the account already, I think a couple of people have already become pretty big Premier League fans, honestly, and even more special fans of the pod, while others have literally dared me to make them a Premier League fanatic. DM'd me and dared, double dared me to make them a Premier League fanatic. What do you guys think about that? Uh, challenge accepted. I'm, I'm on board. Second. Let's get it. All right. I think we just converted them. That was incredible. Wow. I think we just turned them into Premier League fans. Electric. Been curious what uh what have you guys been what have you guys been up to since you've been stuck at home? What's the craziest thing that you started doing that you weren't doing before since you've been stuck at home? Some good things that have been happening since being stuck at home. I have started turning my phone on airplane mode in the evening. I just want to get away from it. Can't can't deal with it anymore. Like that. So Wait, what, are you, what are you what are you cutting off? Like news or it's just social media? It's everything. Uh, yeah, social media, mostly. It's been good. It's definitely been nice. I'm trying to weave in some meditation, uh, trying to, trying to get some good habits going. I'm doing like the polar opposite of you, I see. I'm, I'm embracing the social media. If anything, I'm, I'm more of a content creator more than I've ever been. Um, and, uh, I'm, I'm taking all of the, all of the content and applying it straight to my veins. Um, I'm enjoying this downtime. For the moment, for the moment, uh, I definitely am avoiding the news. I will say that. Aside from like the evening updates on major networks, I'm trying not to stay on the pulse. It's pretty fair. What about you, Eli? What are you doing? I've been, I'll probably lean closer towards Max in terms of the content, but less social, not less social media, just as much social media, but also trying to FaceTime a lot of folks and talk with people that I either haven't talked to for a while or get the, the group, the group FaceTimes going that I know you guys have, you, you've spoken about that you did that with some of your, your college buddies as well. So um, I think that's a nice way to stay connected now that everyone's forced to pause, be stuck at home, have nothing else to do. A lot of people are talking that don't have the time to connect otherwise. What's the best part about uh, Zoom or your other, video services have you seen any gaffes yet any people embarrassing themselves have you embarrassed yourself have you not realized you were on video accidentally given a full spiel to a client blacked out and then come to and they were like wow that was an incredible presentation standing oh 
everyone internal external literally everyone standing out any of that happened to you guys uh that happened twice but that's not the best story i think i think what i had was so i went to my mom's house to do some work uh well to to just hang out with her but also i was doing work and had a conference call with like 27 people and um the google hangout that we were using uh was not working so i had to dial in through my phone and assume that it would just already be muted but it wasn't and uh, my cats are at my mom's house. And so Armani was coming by and I was trying to get his attention. So I was like snapping like, Armani, Armani, come here. And uh, whoever was presenting was like, uh, whoever's talking, you're not, you're not on mute. I was like, oh, okay. Dang, that's, that's actually pretty rough. Anyway, so we lost the business, um, but Armani <laughs> is uh, cuter than ever. And Did he is... ever cut when you snapped? Did he ever come or you just got told to shut up and Armani stayed put? Yeah, uh, Armani, I think Armani approached uh, cautiously. Um, then I picked him up, rubbed his tummy. Armani probably had to go on mute real quick and tell his buddies one sec. I'm getting, I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting called. I gotta, I'll go on mute because I'm respectful. Exactly. He was, uh, he was on his, his, uh, his chat room, his cat room. Yeah, uh, I don't have any serious business gaffes um, with the digital quarantine time period that we're living in. But me and my buds were playing some some Jackbox, uh, if you are familiar, and via Twitch. And we were all on our phones, like watching the Twitch. And some of us, and we were on um, Google Hangout as well. And some of our some of our buddies had really slow connections, so they were constantly freezing uh, with weird faces during the during the game. So kind of funny to see these guys uh, making some uh, gaffes, I guess you could say, unknowingly. My favorite uh, my favorite move right now is kind of the polar opposite of that standing out client call when things aren't going too well. Yes, with personal friends, you know, on Jackbox, whatever, whatever it may be, but more so at work, if things aren't going well and you're on a video call, just freeze, just freeze, maybe stay still for 10, 15 seconds. They'll probably start talking about the connection or something. Then you kind of slide a filter in front of your camera. This is, this needs to be prepared before. And you slide a filter in front of your camera. That's like cracked and very fuzzy with your other hand that's off camera while your face and other hand are frozen. And then you exit out of the video and then they reschedule a call for like weeks from then. Brilliant. Look, I have to say, I don't know why people are doing a lot of this fake freezing on screen. Just move your, just hit the video button several times in a row. And so it kind of cuts in and out. And I think that's just way easier than pretending to be frozen on the screen. That's a pro tip. I haven't even thought about that. Yeah. Or you just... Or you just cut off your internet connection completely. You, you <laughs> or yeah, take a scissor to your to your modem <laughs> and just slice that. Better yet, chuck it out the window. You'll never have to take calls again. You'll right. never be able to take calls again. Right. So hey. it's not even a choice. Yeah. Dog dog ate my computer. What do you want me to do? <laughs> Armani destroyed my computer. Laptop cat, obliterated. Cat sleeping on my my laptop. I don't know what you want me to do. You want me to disturb my cat so I can? Are, are you ridiculous? Problem set. This is a ridiculous, professor. Sorry, I'm gonna get back to petting my cat. And that's when you ask to speak to their manager, and they put their parent on the line because their kid had had the phone. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. I like that idea. Parents are now the managers. Oh, so everything's like a business. It's like a corporation. Whoa. Whoa. It's 
oh, we're all part of a system, man. It's society and we're all part of a system. You think about it, like we all have a boss and that boss has a boss. Man. But who's like the boss's boss? You know, who's the doctor's doctor? Oh, man. Who washes window washers? Who watches the watchman? Well, in case you haven't been paying attention to the news lately, Jones is going to take us through a quick weekly roundup, all of the major storylines from the last few weeks What's the, or the last week. We're going to, here's, here's my approach. And I think it's going to be super helpful for everybody keeping their, uh, their sanity. Um, my approach was to go onto Twitter. All right. Last night and go look at the, the various, uh, news streams and pull some big stories out. So there may be from the past couple days or whatever, um, but it's, uh, I think it's a nice convenient way to, uh, peruse and, and not get too bogged down in all of the details. We're going to keep this non, um, medical related and just keep it nice and light. Um, I think soccer, something to keep on mind. Uh, the euros 2020 are definitely pushed to 2021, which wow. is a huge, yeah, which is a huge relief for some of those injured players who would have likely missed such as Memphis Depay or potentially Harry Kane or Marcus Rashford and Giorgio Chiellini. Um, I think he's on his way back as is Sané, but two guys who really haven't got much game time. You have to wonder if they actually would have been put on the team uh, with, without that time under the belts. So um, very, very notable to see that the, that's been pushed. Um, another big development in the soccer world would be that the, um, the FA um, has decided to officially suspend any uh, English soccer until April 30th, um, but the season is confirmed to be extended indefinitely. So it should at least take place, and I believe the understanding is that it will still uh, try to be completed by end of June so that the forthcoming season can start on time. Um, I think Liverpool fans are breathing a sigh of relief everywhere. Well, let's just – let's just. I mean, it's clear. That, do you guys agree that if the season were canceled, Liverpool should get the title? I mean, it's no, – it's, I don't it's, think so should. at all. They're three games nope. away from clinching it. Super. That's great. Great to know. Uh, I just think there's so much that could happen in, in those three games or oh, remaining yeah, yeah, games. Yeah, yeah, All right. Unless, there, unless there's a fat lady singing, no trophy should be slinging. I don't see oh any. My that's God. Jones, Jones, you should just be happy that you even clinched the Champions League. Did you? Are you in fifth or fourth? I don't know where Man United wow. is. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Uh, we are currently like the way it, the the way it is at the moment is totally fine. I, I would rather not qualify for Champions League if that meant that Liverpool didn't win the title. So I would be very content. Very content. That's kind of so, like a tit for tat, tick for talk trade, if you will. Tick for talk. Tick tack. Tick tack. Do you think TikTok is now taking over the TikTok? Uh, the the Tic Tac. Tic Tac market? market. That's sad, man. Tic Tacs are really good. I just don't. I just don't see how they overlap. Software company and little candy. Well, it's MindSpace. It's MindSpace. I think people. Are refer- now- Wait one sec. It's refreshing mints. It's not little candy. It's refreshing mints. And they're not candies, right? They're they're meant to. Uh- refreshing mints. Orange smoothie. The little orange ones. The classics. Don't get the orange. Get the refreshing mint flavor. Okay. Anyway, back- <laughs> anyway, back to the headlines. <laughs> Uh, so my question to you guys really quick about the, the suspension for the, for the EPL is um, since they put that, that date of April 30th on the timeline, I want to throw a quick over-under to you guys. Um, over-under that we're back in our offices 
by April 30th? Um, over? I think we're, we're going back to our offices in June. At least for me, I know. I think that's, that's more realistic. Yeah, I'd have to agree with Wonder. I think at least May, if not June. Very well. Duly noted. Other big news, Tom Brady of the Bucks, Jameis Winston is Audi 3000. Uh, kind of rocking my world. I feel like this is uh, almost as if Messi was moving to another club like Stoke or something. Um, which when you think about that headline, it's like Messi moving from playing in El Clasico at Camp New Cathedral to playing Tuesday night Carabao Cup match or Sheffield Wednesday at Bet365 <laughs> Stadium. <laughs> What a concept. I wish him all the best of luck at Stoke, though. Um, USA Swimming is calling for the Olympics to be postponed. feels kind of like a pretty big deal when a powerhouse team in the Olympics is starting to call out things like that. Um, that must be a given. Um, maybe not the best place for my, my mindset to be going, but I'm immediately thinking there must be a ton of 2020 Olympic gear that's floating around and would be pretty dope to have if we were able to um, get our hands on it. Um, Last thing on the radar is that social media is definitely bumping. Um, we were just talking about this a little earlier. I would be curious to see um, uh, if, if platforms are able to show how much engagement they've had um, this month, what the upticks kind of look like, if you can quantify that, um, as well as uh, I can't help but think to myself, of course, it is horrible to think of the millions of people who are negatively affected during this time period, losing jobs or life, family members. Um, but the other side of me is thinking, okay, who's coming out for better um, out of the circumstance. And one thing that's coming to my mind is social media people, you know, influencers, people who might be growing their own um, following just by having more downtime or more people spending time on their social media. Um, um, hard, hard pressed to think of other um, people or environments, organizations, things that are doing better. Um, but it seems like social media might be the fertile ground. That's yeah. probably the, the headline coming out of this is social media bumping, climate change slumping, mm. if anything, if anything. Thank you for the headlines of the past few days, Jones. We're going we're gonna to work our way into the uh, ranking section, top five rankings. We're going to be ranking ice cream flavors for all of you today, because if you haven't stocked up on ice cream, just give it time. Maybe by week two, three, you're going to be looking into ice creams. You're going to want to know, what should I be eating? You may have a personal favorite, but what should I be trying? If it's not one of these at number five, this one, I actually put out to all of our followers on the Instagram. Thank you everyone at footy fellas pod for taking our poll. I was torn between both chocolate chip cookie dough and peanut butter cup flavors. And the crowd reassured, reassured my initial thought of chocolate chip cookie dough at number five, mm. just those chunks, you know, the cookie dough chunks in there. It's like eating the batter. It's like the best, the best part of the batter when you're making cookies or brownies or anything like that, but just throwing that into ice cream. Yep. That's a win. It's delicious. Yep. Number four, coffee ice cream. This is something that I've only started eating more recently, maybe the last few years because I don't personally drink coffee. So I never thought I'd enjoy it, but it's delicious in ice cream form. Still don't like coffee, but love coffee ice cream. Are you, are you talking about a specific brand of ice cream? Or are you just saying generally coffee ice cream is number four? Because let's you know let's let's keep in mind that the different brands have different qualities. So I want to I want to make sure that our pod listeners get the full rank order experience of these ice creams. Absolutely, no, that's a great distinction. And I think right now we're talking general coffee ice cream. But 
we'll probably be talking on the Instagram and putting up visuals of the best brands to try. So hopefully this gets you intrigued. The Instagram post gets you to purchase. You know, this is kind of the path to purchase that we're working with here. This is why we're sponsored by a ton of ice cream flavors. Um, you know, as you guys know, how much ice cream we're getting shipped daily. True. I love being sponsored by the flavor and not the actual company. It's, it's, it's better. It almost seems unreal. It almost seems impossible. It almost seems unrealistic. Right. right. You know, it is what it is. We're not complaining. Number three, moose tracks. Moose tracks is a flavor that I've had since I was a kid that I've enjoyed. That has been kind of one of the mainstays of my ice cream eating experience. And that's just something that I cherish and will always love. And have either of you tried moose tracks? Do you enjoy moose tracks? I've had moose tracks before. Um, I'm not big on it. Um, I'm a simpleton when it comes to my ice creams. Um, and I'm not a heavy, heavy chocolate guy. If I recall, moose tracks is chocolate. Like it's pretty, pretty chocolate oriented. Am I wrong? It's very chocolate oriented and has peanut butter cups in it. If you're into that kind of thing. Oh, that sounds good though. Maybe I just need yeah. to be reoriented with moose tracks. It's good. Def- definitely quality. Number two, these last two are kind of interchangeable, but I obviously had to place an order to them given the ranking here. Lifetime favorites, love both of them, both together and separate, even though together, a lot of strong flavors here. Number two, black cherry ice cream. This kind of stems from the classic Cherry Garcia, Ben and Jerry's, to your, to your question earlier, Winter. I think that that brand here takes the cake, but black cherry ice cream, if you like cherry, is delicious. Number one, again, very equal, but number one always has been my favorite, mint chocolate chip ice cream. Give it up for mint chocolate chip ice cream. Well done. I love, keep, just tell no, us no, no, go, no. Go. Mint Hype chocolate, mint chocolate chip, yo, is too damn good. It is uh, a complement of a subtle flavor, mint, right? And you have your little bits of chocolate in there, and that's it. It is simplicity um, in, in, in essence. It's not just your straight-up vanilla or chocolate or strawberry or pistachio. Uh, it's, 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 a little, it's got that little tint to it. And what I love the most about it, personally, is I love me a good mint chocolate chip shake. I love, I love me a mint chocolate chip shake. You do love mint chocolate chip shakes. You know when I leave and head for the club, I'm grabbing me something I love, and that is a mint chocolate slurb. <laughs> I I have to look. I think it's a bit too basic. I don't know. It's just it's it's the mint and the chocolate chip. There's not much to look forward to. I would have said, big Ben and Jerry's fan over here, half baked. You got your cookie dough and your fudge brownie chunks. I I think there's this, it's a lot going on, but it's great. You got your it's it's quality. The mint chocolate chunk is a little it's there's not much going there. That's a fair omission. Calling out half baked. That's a good that's a good addition. I think probably would have made the top ten. But for not liking mint chocolate chip, for actively disliking calling out mint chocolate chip, you get your first yellow card of the pod, Winter. Wow. First yellow card in the pod. Don't get two yellows, okay? Is that Don't two weeks two in a row? No. That's hey, two weeks actually, in a row. Hey, quick special guest here. Maddie Sheehy wants to just throw in her favorite ice cream flavor. Let's hear it. Hello, everyone. Um, nice to meet you. Uh, I don't really know what the question is, but it's something about ice cream. And I want to say that in terms of ice cream flavors, you have to break it down by, like, brand, um, Ben and Jerry's my favorite is cookies and milk. 
Also, I would like everyone to know that Max Winter used to work at Ben and Jerry's in high school, <laughs> and he used to always have ice cream all over him and smell like waffle cones. That's the end of my segment. Thank you, and good night. You should have been doing these rankings, Winter. Maddie, thank you. Thank you for the shout-out. Thank you for calling our attention to cookies and milk and obviously missed flavor. But Winter should have been doing this segment. I didn't know you worked at Ben and Jerry's. Uh, I I sure did for, for, let's think, a bit too long. But um, it, it was great. I love ice cream. It's impacted my life for the better. I would, uh, I would, my one critique to this, Eli, one thing I'd throw in here is I, I think you're missing out on, on, oh, look, I know I just, you know, poo-pooed, you know, the simple flavors, but I do think there is something special about just a, a little dollop of vanilla ice cream, right? And the uh, flexibility, you know, what you can do with that. You can apply that a la mode to a ton of nice um, pastries. Uh, if you're having a lava cake, are you having a lava cake with a side of moose tracks or are you having a lava cake with a dollop of vanilla ice cream? That's what I throw your way. Absolutely. Very fair. And all of you listeners respond to our Instagram post. Let us know what we missed out on, why you hate us, why you're never going to listen again. What flavor did we just totally botch not adding with that? We're going to head to our first ad read of the night. Thank our sponsors, obviously very important to the success of the pod and keeping us going. Head into our first sponsor break. Be right back. Coming this summer, a new blockbuster guaranteed to blow your mind. Brought to you by a friend of Michael Bay's nephew, this coming-of-age intergalactic fantasy rom-com provides a glimpse into an alternate past which will redefine our future forever. From the minds who co-wrote the original draft of the screenplay that inspired Legend of the Guardians, The Owls of Gahul, and the production studio formally credited with being loosely tied to even Stevens, <laughs> comes a direct ripoff of Who Wants to Be a Millionaire meets Night at the Museum to Night at the Smithsonian. Previously led by the visionary director of those Taco Bell commercials with the talking chihuahua, this film starts in Gaelic, and then slowly transitions through four different <laughs> four different languages, two of which are just generally gibberish, unnamed, and physically impossible to rate. This film slash miniseries slash slideshow will be airing in 12 theaters by accident, specifically on August 12th. Attempt to get your tickets now. Wow. What was the uh, name of the movie again? If you could just remind us what we should be seeing. I think it's unnamed. It's unnamed and physically impossible to rate. So that's the name or it's just unnamed and physically impossible to rate. It's unnamed. I don't think it has a title yet. Got Not it. a working title. I think they're waiting for the final piece to come to life before they name did, it. Did I hear that the Taco Bell Chihuahua was going to speak Gaelic in this movie? Uh, I think it's inferred. It's likely going to happen, but uh, it, technically the Taco Bell Chihuahua has not been named in the imbd credits yet okay it does sound like a perfect mix of everything i love about a movie honestly i'd list out everything that, that kind of makes up that mix but i'm sure everyone already knows and remembers from i was ads, just so. telling you guys that i wish i saw more slideshows outside of work like i wish i could go <laughs> sit down and watch a couple hours of slideshows this is perfect i i'm a i'm very excited I haven't watched a good slideshow in a minute. That's a that's a great point. Yeah, they've been rough lately. 
Go check out that movie. We're going to move into our main topic of the week where Winter is going to take us through relegation in U.S. sports leagues, a topic that has been pretty hotly debated over the last few years. Yes, thanks, Eli. So for those unfamiliar with relegation, it is the process where the bottom performing teams get kicked out of the league into a lower league. So for example, in the Premier League, it's the bottom three. Before we jump in, I want to acknowledge that we will not be doing a full in-depth analysis, which is needed, but a a more brief high-level discussion. So please send us your thoughts with DMs to footyfellaspod on Instagram. Okay, so I agree, I argue, that relegating teams in U.S. sports leagues would be a net benefit to the fans, the players, and the sport itself. So during this discussion, for simplicity's sake, I will be focused on how relegation will look in the NBA. I'm doing this because all the different leagues are structured differently, and I don't want to go down the rabbit holes of this works for the NFL, this works for the NBA, this works for the NHL. We'll keep it simple. Stick with one U.S. sports league. Okay, so first off, the fans. So adding relegations into the league would mean there would need to be minor leagues ready to push high-performing teams up to fill the gaps. So the G League already exists for the NBA, and although not as popular in the mainstream, it can provide an opportunity for cities across the country to get a basketball team representing them because of the lower barrier of entry for this minor league team. So in the Premier League, there are major variations in team valuations from the top Man City at $1.4 billion to the bottom Sheffield United worth $64 million. And the total valuation of all 24 teams in the lower league is $1.5 billion. So clearly cheaper lower league teams uh, exist in the Premier League. And similarly, I think we'd see the same thing happening um, in this lower NBA league, G League type type setup. So this would mean right cheaper smaller stadiums, maybe cheaper player contracts, really a financially less draining club. Um, so I think this will increase the fan base across the country, encourage fans to attend the games often because now their teams will really have something to play for. So this incentivizes the teams to be better and not just the individuals. I feel like a lot of G League is although it is team oriented, uh, you know, on the court, I think there are times where individuals kind of kind of take over. And I know that's sort of the way the NBA and basketball works. An individual can take over with like a LeBron can kind of dictate um, the flow of the game and, and determine wins and losses more so than an individual in soccer. But I think this a relegation type setup would would be better for the team itself to cohesively work together versus just individuals trying to get noticed and get pulled up into the NBA. So Fulham FC's team valuation went up 82% between July 1st, 2018 and August 1st, 2018, when the Premier League season started because they had recently just got promoted into the league. Subsequently, their valuation dropped 38% after getting relegated from the Premier League after that season. So specifically for the NBA, the G League would need to figure out a way to break their affiliation with big NBA teams, which exists for financial purposes. Um, so the league would, would really have to come up with a safety net, I think, for these lower teams to prevent financial collapse, which do, which do exist in the Premier League setup. Um, 
you know, if you get relegated, you get, I think, 50 million pounds um, to, to help with the, the financial blow. Second, the players. I think young players today will get more exposure to competition and higher salaries. Without diving too much into this, I think this would change the stranglehold the NCAA has on these young players. I think it would actually be a capitalistic approach to competing with the college monopoly. So the NCAA brings in around $1 billion in revenue a year, and minor leagues would help siphon that money into smaller communities and players' pockets. Players would be incentivized to jump from high school directly into a league where not only they will get paid for playing, but you know, being the best team and winning, you get into the NBA without needing to be drafted directly into the NBA. Uh, today, the G League does offer $125,000 for college players wanting to skip college or for, you know, recently graduated high schoolers to skip college. But I do think this would be much higher if the G League became a true competitor to the NBA. Um, for example, you know, rookie NBA contracts are over $800,000. So, so due to the increased fan base and increased competition, obviously the entire sport benefits. Now, I do want to quickly just mention a few cons of adding relegation to the U.S. Sports League. I think uh, it's only fair to mention what, what could be a negative of, of going this route. Uh, just a couple things. Uh, one, it could increase the likelihood of many all-stars congregating to only a few teams to reduce the risk of being relegated. Player contracts might include clauses to abandon teams if relegated, which would partially negate... Um, my claims for increased competition to the lower leagues. Uh, three, a loss of revenue for relegated teams. Um, this would be most strongly felt by the current teams enjoying their time in a relegation-free league. You know, I think about the Minnesota Timberwolves, who are really, really at the bottom of the league right now, might be in the bottom three. So, right, a team like that enjoying the, their time in the NBA without fearing having to move into a lower league would be really financially uh, in, in a tough spot, I think. The hit financially would be heavy, would be hard hit for, for these teams. Uh, and then lastly, there'd be lots of planning around how it would work and financial safety, safety nets and all that. So at the end of the day, I doubt any sports league in the U.S. will implement relegation into their formats because of the major disruptions and the owners would never vote for it for fear of reducing the value of their investments. But I think this is short-sighted and highlights the greed of owners not moving in a direction that benefits fans, players, and the entire sport. What are your thoughts, boys? Love it. Love that that end synopsis right there. Um, I uh, uh, a lot of different things you talked through there that that was sparking some 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 thoughts. <clears throat> I uh, I love the concept and I completely agree that having these more localized teams, you, you know, inherently you're expanding the purview of these leagues by having relegation. You're, you now have these smaller market teams that are suddenly vying for the potential of being on a national stage. Um, and I agree. I think that makes more local teams, um, gives fans a, a greater heart for those teams. Um, for example, they were looking at building a stadium in Chicago um, not too long ago. Um, it's called like the Lincoln Yards area, which um, I see for Eli and I would have been hopping on like a quick public transportation bus. If not, we could hop on the train. We could even like hop on a bike and just, you know, get ourselves over there. Um, and, you know, it could have been USL. It could have been second division, whatever you want to call it. 
Um, and it didn't even matter if there was relegation or promotion or anything like that. I would have gone and seen that just because it was local. But if they had a route, if that team was also potentially able to make it onto a national stage, whoa, would have loved that, would have been all about it. And, uh, you know, if the tickets were like 10 bucks a game or whatever, would definitely go, would be, a, would be an ultra for that team. Um, so I agree with that. The, the thing I want to call out, and I slightly disagree, but I, th- I think we're going to be on the same page, is if – if there is one sport in the U.S., and maybe I'm just not thinking of all of them, if there is one sport in the U.S. that is most set up to have a relegation system, it is definitely the MLS. Um, and that's because um, there isn't, from my understanding, a heavy reliance on this farmer system. You know, similar to the way that you have, um, you know, in, in, in Major League Baseball or in the NBA, you do have these farmer teams. And I think Part, aside from all the economic pieces of it, I think that that is definitely a big hurdle for you to have G League teams that are, you know, it's a, it's a feeder team for the Bulls or something like that. Um, but what happens if both are in the same, are both in the NBA or, or you know, both are one, they flip-flopped, whatever. It feels like um, that's competing interests and that's not necessarily fair or equitable. Whereas, you know, in the Premier League or whatever, all these teams are separated, so it's totally fine. Um, and I feel like the MLS, however, doesn't have those direct farmer systems. There are some teams I think that are loosely affiliated, but it's not, they haven't been entrenched. It hasn't been set up for a long time that I feel there is most opportunity. The biggest issue I could see from an economic standpoint to your point, Winter, apologies, guys, I'm just kind of going off on this one, but I, I think that MLS margins are still pretty tight. And so for these major market teams who have probably made promises to owners or, localities, um, especially if they're like renting a stadium or using a stadium, like I can imagine CL Sounders or Atlanta United or, you know, Chicago Fire now moving to Soldier Field. I'm sure their margins are not great enough that they could um, take on survive. Yeah. Going into relegation. Um, So I'm sure their, their own interests, if anything, maybe their contracts they had signed with those, you know, event stadiums or whatever uh, made it certain that they wouldn't ever be leaving you know, that they would always have X, Y, Z, things like that. Um, and that they have to keep up with those, those finances. And so I think it would, they would suffer pretty greatly from it, but I, I do think that it would be more compelling hundred percent if there were, there were relegation. Yeah. My biggest uh, agreed with a lot of what you said, Winter, I think there's theoretically there's greater competition. There is, you know, you're able to change the status quo and create more of an incentive. A lot of the issues with tanking right now, on the flip side, I think my two biggest issues with implementing relegation in the U.S. and U.S. sports leagues are, one, allowing youth players to grow, where currently none of the teams at the top, why would you why would you snag a player that could be good in three years when if you go down that year, you're, you know, you're, you're in a much bigger issue, you have much bigger issues financially. I guess that is part of the reason the G League then bringing up, it's more competitive. It's not as big of a deal if youth is only developing the G League because they could be in the NBA. But I think my biggest issue is just, I think the gap in competition for U.S. leagues is much greater than the gap in competition between soccer overseas in the Premier League or anywhere else between the first and second divisions. One of the ways we're able to see this in action is within uh, domestic cups that are played where we actually see these teams playing each other at certain levels and yes, sometimes the younger teams, the teams in lower divisions get pummeled 4-0, 5-0 by the Giants, by Man City, by Bayern Munich, by, uh, you know, Juventus. But overall, at least they're kind of on the same level. 
and you often have a lot of transfers between teams at lower le- at lower leagues into those higher higher tier teams because they can recognize the potential. I think U.S. sports individuals are so much more important. Where in the NBA, I couldn't see a G League team being competitive, at least with the current roster, maybe after a couple years of this relegation in place, if you have NBA players sticking around with the relegated teams, maybe it's different, but I couldn't see teams in the G level currently competing at all with any NBA teams because it's five individuals on a court and it's these younger kids usually competing against LeBron, Anthony Davis, they're going to get killed by 40 or 50. So I think ultimately, should the promotion be about having a real shot to stay up and actually being competitive and bringing something to the league. If so, I couldn't see it working, but if it's more about changing the status quo, creating more of an incentive, potentially making the lower leagues more, more competitive, feel more important. That's where I think it, it shines. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think we could talk about this for a very long time, but I do just want to touch on one of your points, Eli, that I do agree. And I, I was going to, do more searching in, in the Premier League and, and how that works, where is it the same three teams jumping back and forth between the Premier League and that Champions League? Because at that point, it doesn't make, it's not super interesting. I know Sheffield United this year is doing very well, uh, definitely surpassing a lot of expectations, which is fantastic. I'd love to see that. Um, but, you know, it's a great it's a great point. I think it is different teams. So that does speak to your point that maybe it's possible. However, I think that's a bit unique to soccer and to yeah. maybe not just the EPL, but all soccer leagues. But that is a fair point. You can look at the data and see it's actually a lot of different teams getting promoted and relegated year to year, which 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 is definitely good. Yeah. Yeah. My my question, I don't know, sorry if I missed it, is um how would how would the draft work? You know, if it was supposed to be rewarded to or awarded to teams that have fallen in the league um, and, and are used and need some supplemental players, what happens if, you know, those bottom teams aren't getting the support because they're just following into they're falling into the second division? You know, it, does that mean we need to change the draft process? Does because I guess the other thing that makes EPL, I think, a big difference, you know, soccer overseas here and clearly again sorry if this was brought up, was um, just the inherent nature of, you know, the, the pipeline that gets you into these teams. The fact yeah. that you have that college barrier. Yeah. No, I think, I think it's a great question. I think it should be rhetorical for this episode's purposes. Um, I think everyone listening, right, DM us on Instagram. Um, but, right, there are so many rabbit holes we can go down, for sure. I mean, it's going dis- to – I think the disruption to the league, to all of the sports leagues, would be – would be pretty significant. And so you'll get all those, what about this? What about that? How is that going to look? Which we can we could totally talk about for an entire hour, but for time's sake, I don't know if we should delve into it too much. Absolutely. Yeah. I think the, the closest league resembling the promotion system in the U.S. where it could be implemented is maybe baseball, where you have major leagues, triple-A, double-A, single-A teams, still a lot of kinks to work out, but you could see some sort of, I think the players at different levels are of a similar skill because it just takes time for them to work up once they get drafted. It's a very regimented system of going through the levels, but especially the top prospects could be in the MLB. So I think there is a certain level of skill there that could be similar, but remains to be seen whether whether it could work in the U.S. Let's move into our second sponsor. 
Again, thanks to both of our sponsors, whatever the name of the first movie was, unnamed, whatever. It was a slideshow, too. Yeah, sorry, movie slash slideshow in Gaelic slash other languages, created by the directors of this slash that. Sounds pretty interesting, actually. Let's move into our second sponsor, who is just as important and pays us just as much, if not more. And we'll be right back. Sick of playing FIFA eight hours a day while in quarantine? Tired of watching your favorite soccer highlights over and over again to remind yourself of the beautiful game? Is the stress of life getting in the way of enjoying soccer? From the makers of hardcover books comes the new video game nobody is talking about, Premier League Water Captain. Now you get to be the glue holding the Premier League together, the Team Water Captain. You will choose a team and for, the f- for a full season, carefully hydrate all players so they can perform at their peak. Quote, it's the dullest game I've ever played, raves Newsweek. I could only play this during a pandemic quarantine, exclaims the New York Times. The most fun I've had all year, states Jose Mourinho. Get yours today for $99.99 and a special edition used Dasani water bottle. Incredible. That was incredible. Especially the Dasani water bottle throw-in. That feels like a very smart on the business's part, you know, almost a gimme. But that put me over the edge. I wasn't going to get it. Now I'm, I'm there. I also love the, there is a lot of tactic that's applied to, you know, when do you give water, when do you hold it back? You know, when do you allow the player to reach for the water versus you bring it to them pre- proactively? Um, how does your team perform if you're not running on the field to, to get your man that water bottle or woman? Um, uh, it, does it, so is it, is it multiple sports, um, I see, or is it just soccer? Yeah, so this is, so yeah, this game is just for the Premier League, um, just soccer. Yeah. But one thing that they didn't talk about really in the ad, I, I did a bit, I did a bit of research online after you know get hearing from them, and uh, I was I was interested, and so I did some research. And you're actually the so being a, a team water captain, you actually have you manage a group of the water, um, kind of the water team uh, for for the <laughs> for the club. So it's there's a whole managerial aspect to this game that they didn't talk about in the ad, but it it really is great. So if you want the stress-free environment uh, of just managing the water, the water team, then uh, it's for you. And if your team gets relegated, you're still the water boy. You're just a little relegated water boy, like next year. Yeah, you get it. You get it. They send you a free T-shirt called "Relegated Water Water Captain" uh, when you when you get when your team in the game gets relegated. So it's pretty nice. You know, it's pretty pretty interactive. A lot of merch. A lot of in-game merch. Love it. Yeah, I think they have about tens of players playing right now, so they're really trying to get, trying to expand. The, it's just the, shooting up. Yeah, the player base. Let's head into our last and critically acclaimed game, Over Under. Jones is going to have us ranking things that are over and underrated, as always. Hey, guys. Thanks for coming out to the pod. Um, uh, as always, you know, big fan of you guys, um, and I wanted to show my appreciation by testing your wits. Um, as the game works, I'm gonna throw you guys some over and unders. We're gonna rotate. We're gonna go one guy uh, rates it, and then uh, has 15 seconds to defend their statement, and we'll go to the next guy on the next topic. Um, the framing theme for this uh, over under is overs and unders. We'll start with you, um, Icy. Um, is it overrated, underrated, or just rated? Underwear. Uh, underwear is underrated it's it's the first thing you put on in the morning it keeps you comfy everything compact all day 
uh, I think you, you just can't say enough good things about underwear. It's there when you need it, and it'll be with you for the rest of your life. Beautiful. Eli, over, underrated, rated, or, 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 or underrated? Overalls. Overalls are rated. I can't give a strong take because I haven't worn them since I was younger, and that used to be kind of the usual get-up. Then it was very strong, underrated. But these days, I'd say overrated. So I did the quick math in my head, and we netted out at rated. Thank you for that quick calculus glimpse. Um, Icy, uh, overrated, rated, or underrated? Overbites. Overbites. They are overrated. I think dentists have really put a lot of effort into getting out their product of braces, and they're trying to make some extra dollars. Overbites aren't that bad. One could say they're actually pretty attractive. Do I have a huge overbite? Uh, I, one could say, but okay, it's they're on, they're they're overrated. Dentists are trying to make a little money. Keep your love overbite. it now. Now, Oberweiss, on the other hand, very underrated. I was thinking about that. I feel like that's a pretty local uh, brand. I don't think uh, Oberweiss. Are you familiar with Oberweiss? Icy. I I'm not. See, it'll be right up his alley. It's a it's a ice cream dairy. Um, manufacturer for Ooh. people with overbites with people with overbites specifically yes Ooh, um uh let's go eli back to you uh over under or rated underpasses underpasses are extremely underrated thinking about the the developments in city planning thinking about just how transportation flows the ebbs the flows the ebbs the flows the cars the flows the trains the ebbs all of that, I obviously am very confused by. I'm not even sure what an underpass is, but it seems really important to the city of Chicago. So I'm going to go with underrated. Nailed it. Um, winter, uh, overrated, rated, or underrated? Underdogs. Oh, underdogs. Underrated. No one, no one expects them to win. No one expects them to do anything well. Sheffield United, surprising the world. Leicester City winning the cup. Oh my goodness, 5,000 to 1 odds? Are you kidding me? Underrated. Underdogs make the world turn. <laughs> That's great. Eli, uh, overrated, underrated, or rated? Overpaid. Overpaid. Being overpaid is overrated. I'm not in it for the money. I know this is a trick question. To all my coworkers listening, I'm not in it for the money, okay? I'm in it for the fame, and I'm in it for the notoriety. It's also great working with all of you, but mostly I'm in it for those two things. So being overpaid is overrated. Nice. That's really humble of you. Um, Icy, uh, overrated, underrated, or rated? Overtures. Overtures. Rated. Um, Overtures are magnificent pieces of musical work, and they are just brilliant. Um, but I think that the people who pay attention to those are happy and have been happy for a long time. So they're rated. You feel, you feel to that one really well. I see. Well done. That was, that was good. Um, Eli, uh, overrated, underrated or rated undertakers. Undertakers are, oh man, probably rated. It's a tough job, but someone's got to do it. And just the fact that that person happens to be also in the WWE and has been there for a long time and has one of the greatest entrances of all time, I feel like they're 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 where they should be. They're in a good spot. They're rated. All right. Uh, I just did the math and you guys got those all correct. So well done, guys. Does that mean we get to do another pod together? 
Maybe I'll think about it. Depends on what the landlord is allowing us to do with this real estate. This vocal real estate, the online landlord. Whoa, what if there was one landlord for the internet? Whoa. I really freaked Winter out. <laughs> Wait, what if in this new world of quarantine virtual reality, if there was one landlord to rule them all? <gasps> Quentin Quarantino. From the- <laughs> Um, uh, I would watch that uh, immediately. Um, Icy, did you know that uh, Eli has not watched Lord of the Rings? Wow, Eli. Do you like Game of Thrones? And with that, I want to say thanks to everyone (laughs) for tuning in again today. As always, we'll be back next week with some more great content, both on the pod and on our Instagram. Follow us at footyfellaspod, F-O-O-T-Y, fellaspod. And with that, we're out. Deuces. Boom, boom. All right, all right, ready? I'm going to say, yeah, potassium just hits different when you just go, okay? Nice. Nice. It's a periodic table. <laughs>